There is only one you, and that is your superpower. You can't F that up. However, you can get stuck. That's why I created this space called Unstuck Yourself with Crystal Simmons. Unstuck Yourself is about figuring out what has you feeling frustrated, isolated, or depleted of energy so that you're able to unstuck yourself on your journey through life when you don't know how to move forward. Unstuck yourself in your career that no longer excites and challenges you. Unstuck yourself with negative thoughts that seem to be doing cartwheels in your head consistently. I don't have the answers. You do. You always have. I'm providing the time, space, and grace for you to reconnect to that knowing. I'm Crystal Simmons, coach, speaker, and facilitator, and I'm grateful you made it here. Let's begin to unstuck yourself. Hey, hey, peeps. It's Crystal, the unstuck coach to coaches who are stuck, not charging their worth and offering free sessions, helping them experience uncovering their mindset blocks to then charge and attract their worth with ease. And as life keeps lifing with ups and downs and all arounds, Crystal Triple A's makes you aware of what is and isn't working to uncover your ability to create clarity to take action. Before we start, I want to give an update to y'all, my Crystal Town peeps of just what's new. First thing, my website has been updated. Woo woo. And I am really proud of it. I created my website using Squarespace May 21. So last year. And I must say, it took me some time to complete it the first time compared to the second time. And if I had to guess, I would say it's probably because the first time of me doing it, I wanted it to be perfect. I was overthinking it. I was making sure it was colorful. My pictures were on point. Shout out to my friend Shakina with S. Helena Photography. But it took me months and mainly because I had to just almost build it from scratch. There is a template that I use because of Squarespace, but like fonts, colors, the flow. I took workshops. I did some research and all in all, I will say I'm very proud of myself for creating my own website saving myself some money, and also learning how to build a website successfully. But (laughs) putting pretty pictures up there, putting pretty colors up there is cool, but the overall purpose of a website is so that people can get a clear message of who you are, who you serve, how do you serve them, and how would you like for them to reach out to you so that they could potentially ask questions or work with you. And I can say with pure honesty and vulnerability, I don't think my first website did that because I didn't have people scheduling from my website. It was more from networking, either online or just messaging uh, people in my DMs. When I decided I wanted to update my website because I have a clear message of who it is that I help versus the first time I didn't know who I wanted to help, I wanted to help everybody. And when you say you want to help everyone, it's not a clear indication to those who are not in your brain of who to send to you, who to refer to you. If you're just helping everybody, no one sees themselves in the blanket statement of I coach everybody, but that is for me. That is what I have come to believe. So you don't have to follow my lead. Just saying I updated my website. So feel free to take a look. It's crystalclearpurposes.com. I'll have it in the show notes. So no worries. If you're driving, cooking, whatnot, you can always go back and just click the link, but feel free to share it with your friends. 
who may be stuck in their career or stuck in their coaching journey and just say, hey, I know this dope human who has this dope podcast that I listen to because I'm dope. So just wanted to share the dopeness with you. I'm not gonna argue. Sounds great to me. But uh, the second thing I wanted to update was I completed my time with my Invisaligns. Hey, that rhymes. That rhymed too. I'm so excited because now I can test my food as I cook. I can test out the appetizers without popping out my teeth. That's what I call my trays, my teeth. Um, I could pop a mint. I could drink tea whenever I want. Those are the little things. It doesn't take much to please me. And I'm so pleased with being able to do this. So woohoo to me. Even though I have my teeth out, my teeth are naked. The dope part of this whole experience was meeting the team at Bates Ortho. When I walked into that facility, shout out to my sister, because my nephew actually went there and he started his process of getting his braces. And when I told my sister that I was getting Invisaligns at a different location, she was like, oh, you should check out Bates Ortho. And I was like, oh, I never heard of them. And she was like, they're not too far from where you live and I was like well I like that and I was like but I have an appointment for this other place like like I had already gone to the ortho connected to my dentist and I actually went about two or three years ago because I noticed I've had the wire braces the traditional braces before but I didn't wear my retainer if you have braces and are wearing them wear your retainer Crystal warned you it's not worth going through all of that cutting your gums getting them tightened with the rubber bands for you to then have to go back and get braces again or Invisaligns, but you do you. I didn't wear my retainer, so I noticed my tooth at the bottom was starting to twist. And as I wanted to do more and more speaking engagements, I noticed myself veering away from certain words because my tongue would get all twisted up and I was self-conscious about it. So back then, I would say about three years ago, I was like, mm, that's not that bad. I just won't invest in it. But uh, last year, I was like, ooh, it's getting worse. It's only going to keep getting worse because that's what time does if you don't address things. Ta-da, just like this podcast, so stuck yourself. You don't do anything then you're going to stay stuck. Message. (laughs) When I decided to go last year, I had an appointment at another location, talked to my sister and I was like, Ooh, I've never done a price comparison for dental work. I'm going to try it out. I called the office and I was like, look, I'm going to be honest. I cannot go past a week for an appointment or to have a consultation. Is there any way I can get in like within the next couple of days because I don't want to cancel that appointment and have to pay for it in case I decide to go with you all. The woman at the front desk, I don't remember which one. They're all amazing. She was like, oh, no, no, I get it. So many people do that. I was like, what? Mind blown because I'm thinking like this is taboo. Like who does this? Do it, y'all. It was worth it. Went in, told them, took pictures, and they were just a vibrant group of individuals. They were welcoming. They were so nice. They explained things. And they also allowed me to make my own decision where Dr. Bates, he he was like, do you want to do the top? And I was like, I just want to do the bottom. One, I didn't want to pay for them shits. But luckily, I ended up getting both top and bottom. I had the bonded retainer on my bottom teeth because those suckers shift. But shout out to the base team. 
Shout out to the front desk ladies, the assistants, Dr. Bates' wife, Taylor. Like we just have friends there now. And it just, it's a, it's a really, really dope experience and feeling because they've helped me with so much. And I have gladly shared their professionalism, their energy, their just ability to keep a team together, but happy. If you follow them on Facebook, um, excuse me, on Instagram, Bates Ortho, B-A-T-E-S Ortho. Though, you'll see the energy goes through and comes through their images, but just, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask. So if you're thinking about it, get some questions answered. Don't, don't hold yourself back because you never know. You might learn a lot of things along the way. Okay. Y'all ready for today's episode? Whew. How y'all feeling after listening to part one for our money episode? You, did you have any questions? Any aha moments? Any like, ah, I'm gonna pause this and come back? I'm so curious to know. Please message me. If you have my number, text me, email me, Instagram, Crystal Clear Purposes. Email is crystal at crystalclearpurposes.com. I want to know. And we're going to keep this thing going because we've got a lot to talk about. So if you haven't listened to the first episode, pause this, go back and listen. So then you can come back fresh, no spoilers. Unless you don't care about that, you do you. You get to listen your way. Okay, part two of the money series titled Shame, Doubt, and Fear. Oh my! Let's start with defining a few things. I, you know, there might be people out there who give certain words different definitions or rank certain words higher or lower based on energy or past experiences or what others have said. I don't, I don't mind the word moist, but some people hate that word. Are you some people? Hmm? I think it's funny. Moist, 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 moist. <laughs> Okay, so with our series, Shame, Doubt, and Fear, oh my, I want to highlight those words to ensure there is no confusion with this example and this topic. So shame, shame is defined as a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the unconsciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Doubt is defined as a feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction. Wow. A lack of conviction. And then fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. And there are a few things that I want to unbox. And I'm hoping you you slide in the chair up next to me to take the time to uncover anything you feel is bringing you shame, doubt, and fear as well. Because we in this together. And I promise it may feel uncomfortable, but trust that it will ease up as we address those things. Okay? You have been through some worse-ish. So us encountering this together is a win-win. One, it brings us closer together. Two, it chips away at the perceived power that shame, doubt, and fear has been influencing our lack of taking purposeful action because we're more than capable. We can do hard things. We have done hard things. However, that perceived power of shame, doubt, and fear may have slowed us down and some of us may have gotten us stuck. And when I say some of us, I am some of us. Are you? Don't answer that. You don't have to. <laughs> so we're taking a stroll in Crystal Town by revisiting money thoughts when 
I, one, began my Arbonne business in 2018. Two, left my corporate job in May of 2019. Three, my transition into beginning my coaching business in 2020. And along the way, we'll talk about having hard conversations with myself and my husband, but also shifting my mindset and and uncovering my intentions, as many of us did during the pandemic and where my money thoughts are now in 2022. So that'll be the fourth one, where my money thoughts are now in 2022. That's a lot. I know, but it's worth it. I was on the track of money in, money out, money in, money out, money in, money out, money in, money out for the longest. I've been more mindful and taking actionable steps in my money journey for probably the last year. And that's consistency and being intentional with as much as I could be at the time of where my mental capacity of how much shame, how much doubt and fear I had, I would say it's been about a year and I'm almost 40 people. So give yourself grace. So I want to start with the first topic. In 2017, I started working as a chief technologist in radiology, working with the director of radiology. And that job was the highest paying job I had ever made, making almost $70,000 a year at the age of 35, 36, something like that. And I still couldn't see how I could save money. I know. Yep. You, you, you follow me? Like I had just transitioned from another well-paying job at the School of Medical Imaging as a clinical coordinator and instructor, but still wasn't consistently saving money. Thinking, if I make more money, I could save. How many of us feel that way to this day? Man, Crystal, you'll understand. If I just had 10,000 more, if your habits right now at this moment, however much money you make right now, If it's money in and money out, how do you think getting 10,000 more, 5,000 more, 20,000 more is going to automatically flip and be like, okay, I'm going to save all of this $10,000. I'm going to save all of this $20,000. Who's doing that? Like, did you have a reaction, a feeling? If your employer said, hey, you, I'm giving you a bonus, $20,000. Did your brain go to saving it or did it go to where you want to spend it? This is not the time to judge yourself. It is to become aware. What are Crystal's triple A's? I'm not going to tell you because I know you know. But the first one is awareness. Are you aware of where you want your money to go? Consciously or unconsciously? I thought if I made more money, I could save. The only thing that's holding me back is the lack of money. In reality, the lack was... I didn't have that bigger picture in my head. Why do we save? I mentioned before for a rainy day, for emergencies, what does that mean? When we're just saying words and we're not attaching the feelings to it, meaning I want to save so that I don't feel this pressure of, will I be able to pay my bills as an entrepreneur? Will I be able to take a trip? Will I have to hold off on taking trips? I don't want that in that box thinking of I can only use this money for my bills. I can only use this money for my business. That is not living life. So in the year of 2018, I began my Arbonne business slinging the best vegan-based nutrition products and skincare. If you don't know, you better find out. It is amazing. I still use them. But the funny thing is I never, ever saw myself 
starting a business. Never want to sell stuff, felt weird selling stuff. Matter of fact, I asked the woman who introduced me to Arabon, stop asking me. Stop asking me to go to the meetings. I don't want to sell it. I'm this chief technologist. I'm administration. What do I look like selling products? They're amazing, but no. She wore me down. I went to the meeting and y'all, when I walked in and entered that room, I didn't realize what I was missing. It was like I had been in this stuck place. I was asleep. I was unconscious of what was occurring around me and to me by my thoughts, my day-to-day actions, going into this negative space and mindset into this job. When I walked in, I knew what I was missing. Connections, positivity, hope, happiness. Y'all, I joined Arbonne, not because I love the products. They're amazing. I didn't know how bad my life was until I entered that meeting. I needed a purpose reset. I needed a positivity reset. I thought I was positive. And when I went into this room of hopeful people, of dreamers, of people who were vocal about their dreams, open, vulnerable, I'm like, yo, what the hell is going on? I don't know what y'all are putting down, but I want some of it. I just remember thinking like, what have these past years been for me? What have I been doing? Why am I doing this? Why am I accepting this? This job pays very well, but it's not living. It it is not living. It is eating away at me and my brain and my, my mindset and my ability to look at things as opportunities. My energy was not a level seven. It was more in the victim. And from that place, it's very hard to come up with solutions. That's why community is important. That's why coaching is so effective because you get to be with someone who honors your agenda if you two decide to work together. It has to be mutual where you both agree your agenda is the agenda and raising your energy so that you're not in that victim state. So you're not in that anger, frustrated, because it's difficult to come up with (laughs) solution-based outcome if you're in that lower energy. So having someone there who is a professional to raise that energy, it's priceless. At that time, I didn't know what a coach was. I didn't know anything about therapy. So when I walked into this room and got my purpose reset, and got that jolt of, ooh, I've been missing this, and I want more of it. It's almost like the reset we've been going through lately, the past couple of years, like in quarantine. Just having that moment of, what have I been doing? And do I want to continue going down this path? Without having to overthink, like, ooh, will people judge me? I thought about that when I started my Arbonne business. But that thought did not outweigh the feeling that I got every time I would go to a meeting. If you're a person who loves working out, like it, it, oh man, it's, it's like life. Even if you go a couple of days without doing it, you still give yourself that option because you know, if you don't, you don't want to see that side of you. You're probably not the best mother, not the best father, probably not the best sibling, probably not the best child to your parents. You're not patient. You're not caring. You're not giving people the benefit of the doubt because you're mad and fucking frustrated. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I keep doing this every single day. Yeah, no, 
I started my Arbonne business because I wanted to be happy. And I remember telling someone that, and they were like, well, that's not like a big enough why, Crystal. And I was like, uh, F you, that's my why. And it was a strong purpose for me to do so. And when I say I started my Arbonne business because I wanted to be happy, I didn't start that business to make money. I did make money. I remember my first paycheck. I don't remember how much I got paid. It was very small, but it was so cool to see my efforts pay off. Like, oh, you can actually do something. And I actually made a decent amount of money alongside my corporate job. It never matched up to what I made with my full-time job. Never. However, I got what I needed from that experience. I learned how to be a businesswoman. I learned how to network. I learned that that is something I actually enjoy, that I'm not so introverted as much as I thought I was. It was just the circumstances amongst the people I was with, it just didn't allow me to thrive at my highest energy. And I'm so thankful for those years of experiences, meeting new people, going on retreats, thinking about trips, going on trips. And me and my older sister got to experience being on a plane together. It was her first plane ride. I will never forget that. And it was just things like that Arbonne was able to provide for me. I got what I needed from there. And in the midst of me kind of growing my business, I'll go to the second part of this episode is when I left my corporate job, May 2019. Things got so dark for me in my corporate job. My vision of what I wanted my life to be or should have been or could have been was I was going to work in x-ray. And that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Because we have a career. I took that to me, you work there until you retire. Until like previous episodes, I became x-ray tech. A year later, I was like, yo, I don't think I could do this for 30 years. And that is where I began just dabbling in certain things, like getting different certifications. And I got certified in mammography, thought about ultrasound. I wanted to be a traveling tech. And then I became an instructor and then a clinical coordinator. And then I went back to the hospital, which is my corporate job that I'm talking about that I left in May, 2019. I knew I wasn't going to last in that job. It was just really dark. And my ability to see things as opportunities, it was lacking. No therapy, no coach, no mentor, just me trying to thug it out. And I'm very smart. I'm very resilient. But even a car needs basic things to function and run. And I felt like I was no longer putting oil in my car. Gas, it was just puttering out until it pretty much died. I remember telling my boss I wanted to uh, take off for a trip for Arbonne in Vegas and her responding like, do you have enough PTO for that? And y'all, I kind of flipped out in my head. I was like, yo, you, you trying to hold me back from hope and happiness and opportunities? No, but <laughs> it was, it had been a year where I had been actually going back and forth, back and forth of, I think I'm gonna leave my job. No, I'm gonna stay in my fight. Even that year of me going back and forth, I never saved my money. I mentally could not do it. I physically couldn't do it because I didn't. And when she said that, I put in my notice. I knew I was going to put in my notice and not be there. Like I was just done. I had applied to multiple jobs beforehand. Me and my husband had so many conversations. My family knew. I'm telling y'all for a year off and on back and forth. When it came time, I didn't have a backup job. I have never left a job without a backup job ever. 
in my 20 years of working, never, ever done that. And I was just told I was overqualified. I wasn't a good fit. In my little box, I was only thinking about x-ray, teaching. Those are the only two things I could do, even though there's so much more that comes from a job. And if you're in that same position where you think you can only be that one thing you're doing, please do a quick review of your job description and start highlighting those things and match it up with other jobs that you just kind of peruse the internet. And I'm sure you will find other jobs like, oh, snap, these are transferable skills. You could do the career checkup that I offered in my previous episodes. It's a previous episode that I did where I offer a career checkup, but you could also check it out on my website at crystalclearpurposes.com just to kind of get those ideas flowing of you're more than capable of just being in that one position. Your skills are transferable. You just have to remind yourself how dope you are. Message. All right. So leaving my job, my husband kind of knew it was coming up. He had already started doing research, uh, retiring tracking where his money was going and basically setting us up for me to leave. In my mind, I was just going to grow my Arbonne business. I was going to make this money. Products are amazing. My team is amazing. We're growing rapidly. All these things were going to happen, <sighs> but they didn't. And this is a part where those hard conversations came into play. So I left my corporate job May 20. 19. If we fast forward to 2020, I did work at the YMCA, which was a dope job until they fired us because of COVID. (laughs) So we were let go, but I worked there for, I think three or four months and I got to reignite my love of teaching and instructing and facilitating. But the training, oh man, it was amazing. That, that program was going to be transformative for the participants who signed up. And it did hurt me when we had to stop it. That was a steady paycheck. I still had Arbonne, still nowhere close to my corporate job, but I realized I can do a lot with a little. In my fog of having so much money, what do they call it? Lifestyle creep of I'm making this money. I am an administrator. My car should look a certain way. I should start dressing the part, even though I still shop at Marshalls, TJ Maxx, Ross, get some things from the thrift store. I'm not opposed to any of that, but it did put me in this mind frame of I gotta, I gotta play the part. I gotta look the part. So me leasing a Volvo XC40 was irresponsible and not a good decision. I can say that now. I cannot believe I'm saying this. I'm so proud of myself. I am so proud of myself. (laughs) Yes, growth, come through. You are welcome. Take a seat. Spread out to my friends who are listening. We are growing, y'all. I got the Volvo. I've never leased a vehicle before. It was a Volvo care. My first car was a Volvo, so (laughs) sentimental. But I do want the Volvo, the electric Volvo XC40. Just saying. Me leasing that car was not a good decision. The car note was high and I still had to pay another year. So shout out to being able to pay my bills after I left my corporate job. I'm still impressed by that. Like I was able to do so much more with so much less and I was happier, which is amazing. If someone would have told me three, four years ago in my corporate job, this would happen. I'm like, you are crazy. I am barely surviving as we speak. I got all this money coming in. 
but yet all this money going out. <laughs> and I didn't know that. I did not know that because I wasn't tracking my money. So when I left my corporate job, me having this car note, me still paying day-to-day bills, household bills, in my transition into beginning my coaching business in 2020, my husband and I had some real conversations because there were things that we both weren't saying to each other. Him thinking that once I left my corporate job, give me some time, kind of figure things out. Because again, I'm not one to not have a job consistently. She just needs time. She'll be all right. But he never said that. In my brain, I was like, all right, now I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. I got to make this thing work. I got to grow my Arvon business. And I think I worked at the Y because I wanted to be around people because I had worked at another facility that was kind of slow. And I noticed like, I can't work by myself. I want to work with other people, which is funny that I stayed an entrepreneur by myself. Yo, this podcast is amazing. Like awareness out the yin yang. (laughs) My husband ended up coming to me and just saying like, hey, Crystal, where are we at with you reaching RVP? Like you mentioned that it would happen. And when he asked that, I got so defensive. And this is something that I didn't say to him, but we have spoken about since then. I felt shame. I felt doubtful that I don't think we're going to make it to that level. I don't think I'm going to be able to increase my income as much as I want to, as much as I have been working and my team has been working. I don't think it's going to happen. And I had to come to grips with that. It was not easy. I was fearful that I didn't know what else to fall back on. I got stuck. And in me reflecting and recognizing my feeling of defensiveness, of shame, and the the fear and the doubt, I decided I would apply to different part-time jobs. And this was more to appease him. I still didn't want to do that because until recently, I realized me applying for a part-time job was a sense of failure as an entrepreneur. And for me to wrap around my head, I just... It was, it was so, so, so hard. And I didn't know this until now. I mean, until recently, but back then I was like, I'm feeling resistance to apply. I'm adamant about not applying. Fast forward. I look at what I had been doing much like I had to do with my corporate job. What am I doing? I'm feeling the same things. I'm repeating the patterns, just changing the scenery. If I change the outside, inside things will change. That's not how that works. So I had to work inward and realize I'm pushing my team past their limits. I'm not building that community that I said I wanted. I'm not exuding that positivity and that hope. I'm basically stuck. And that was a hard reality to come to. But I also knew I didn't want to continue there. Once I am aware of it, I have to look at my abilities to make things different. And I chose to take action by realizing where my strengths were. Much like I had mentioned going back, looking at the career checkup, what are my strengths? My strengths are coaching. My strengths are partnering with individuals that I had done with my team. We have had calls, text messages, trainings where I was more consulting than a coach, but I realized I wanted to be a coach, meaning I wanted to partner with people outside of Arbonne by creating my coaching business within crystal clear purposes. 
And that's what I did. I decided around March of 2021, I, I believe, where I was like, I'm going to coach. And I started having conversations with different coaches that I had met in networking groups. And I ended up finding one and I spoke to her. She told me her rates and I was like, shit. <laughs> but I also knew I did not want to do this alone. I did not want to be stuck. I wanted to do this successfully and I wanted to get it done correctly the first time. I didn't want to thug it out. I didn't want to do a lot of research by myself. I wanted to partner with someone who could offer suggestions, understand my my purpose, and give me actionable steps, encouraging me along the way so that I could just go and not have that paralysis analysis or analysis paralysis, not overthinking. Oh, what if, what if? Let me bounce some ideas off of you. Ooh, I like that idea you just gave. Ah, I don't really like that, Uh, but I'll take part of like being able to discern what works for me with someone that I trusted because I trusted myself. That's when the hard conversation started. My husband is telling me, Crystal, as a unit, we ain't looking so good. Where you at? And me being like, so I want to spend this money on this business coach. You with me? And I am not condoning or suggesting anyone do this. This is my truth and what felt right to me. When I spoke to my coach during our first consultation, I felt it. When you find that person that you're, that you are connected to, you'll know. And in the midst of our conversation, she asked, what are you thinking? And I was like, I need to go outside. I need to take my shoes off. I need to walk in the grass and I need to center myself. Like it came out like word vomit. I knew I needed to center. I needed to process. And I went outside and I literally cried and looked up and was like, it's just me and you got had never said those words before. But I knew I was the only one, and God, obviously, that knew what was true for me. My husband is my best friend. At the time, because of the financial commitment, he didn't understand going forward with it. Totally got it. But the vision I had and felt, this was what was needed. And we had a lot of conversations, a lot of conversations, uncomfortable conversations, And it taught us both how resilient and how much we honor this commitment that even through our disagreement, like this was a serious, I don't see it, Crystal. And me like, if you don't see it, I can't, I don't know how to make you see it. Like both of us not seeing each other point of view, but also both of us having to respect each other's point of view. And I will say, because of my shame, because of my doubt and fears, it made those conversations more difficult than they needed to be. We are two different people. We have two different experiences with money and what money means for us. And I'm not gonna share his point of view, but mine is, or it was, I have never had a boatload of money and then lost it. Many would consider my corporate career as a boatload of money and I just gave it up. I didn't value it like others would because it was so money in, money out, money in, money out. It was so, so linear of just, I go to this job, I'm not not being supported. My, my values are not being met. Money can't cover that up. And I know people are like, money can't buy you love. 
Love might not be one of your values. Connection, honesty, being able to really be close to someone and not in a romantic sense. I'm talking about like people at work. Being able to vibe with people where you trust each other and you can vibe and be vulnerable with different ideas. And even if your idea is quote unquote stupid, they're not judging you or holding it against you or looking down on you. That is what I value. So I'm coming to work, getting paid, but none of my my values are being honored. Who cares about this money? I am not getting my needs met as a human. That is major. So in us having those hard conversations, both of us going to therapy, having more uncomfortable conversations, uncovering what my intentions are. When I started first applying for jobs, that was in 2021. And then I worked at the farm, which was amazing. So I've had other experiences to get paid and to help me along the way. 2022 has been completely different. In the sense of I'm excited and I trust myself to apply for part-time jobs alongside me growing my coaching business because the money will allow me to easily just attract those who I want to attract. I get to get my needs met in the sense of community, connection, and Being able to think outside the box in different scenarios where I'm not keeping myself in this coaching box. I'm able to do multiple things and I want to continue to grow that muscle to do that. And I don't have that stigma of I'm not successful if I get a part-time job. I no longer hold on to that. I don't have the shame of I am actively asking for help, telling people I'm looking for a part-time job. I would like that steady income, but I also want to be able to work with people who challenge me to think outside the damn box. And I trust myself that I'm able to do that. I trust myself that I'm able to learn new skills and not keep myself isolated in my entrepreneurial little cubbyhole. I love podcasting. I love all of it. I do. My money thoughts now are, what is the easiest way to allow money to flow in. And I feel like opportunities, collaborations, exposure are huge to allowing that ease. So why would I stay in my, in this box? I'm still coaching. I'm still getting my coaching certification. I'm still podcasting. I'm still learning and doing new things. But now I get to actually go out in the world and experience what it's like because I'm curious about corporate coaching, leadership coaching, and I want to be back in that world to make sure, is that something I want to do? We don't know what we don't know, people. And I want to ask, like, how are these stories resonating with you at this moment? Are you feeling stuck on the path of money in and money out? And if you had more money, do you think things would be better? Or are you thinking like, oh, if only my my parent or guardian would have taught me X, Y, Z, I wouldn't be stuck in this place. What's coming up for you? Because maybe all of that is true, but you are a full adult. And now seems like the best time for us both to move forward and not waste any more time. So let's, let's explore a few things, okay? What value do you place on money? Is it everything to you? 
Is it just like, oh, it's just a means to buy things that I need to live, to eat, to have shelter? What's your biggest fear about money? Is it not making enough? Is it losing it all? What is your biggest fear about money? And what do you think money is truly for? Is it power? Is it status? Is it energy? Is it opportunity for food, travel, freedom, peace? What do you think money is for? And the biggest one I like to ask is what is enough money for you? Because people will say, oh, I want more money. Cool. How much? I don't know. Just more. All right, here's a dollar. Now you get your more money. Be specific. Allow yourself that, that extra step of clarity. What is enough money for you? And I would bet if you sat down, had a moment to really process that, think about that, you will then start seeing you might not need that much. Or maybe you'll start seeing, oh, why am I wasting my time here? I need to find a different job because I'm never going to reach that, that number. Or maybe you don't even have a number because you realize money is just there. You have other opportunities to travel, to take time off or to have peace. Maybe your way of receiving money comes in a different form. For many of you, you may not know, I'm obtaining my coaching certification through Coaching for Everyone. It's a nonprofit focusing on certifying Black, Indigenous, people of color, because there aren't a lot of us. So I'm so blessed that my business coach shared that opportunity with me. Shout out to Katie. I appreciate you. Thank you. And that coaching program is upwards of $14,000. I didn't have $14,000 to spend. So even though that took quote unquote money, I received that quote unquote money through the opportunity. So just think about that. Maybe you have been receiving an abundance of money, but it came in different forms. For me, it was being connected to my business coach, investing in myself, being basically partnered with someone who's in that world. I wouldn't, I don't know if I would have found coaching for everyone. Now I have lifelong friends, a community. It just keeps going. Like it's again, same question. What value do you place on money? <sighs> Did y'all make it? How y'all feeling? I want to celebrate you all for making it this far. You are more than capable of receiving money, receiving that energy that money allows. However, it does start with crystals, triple A's to do so. Always starts with awareness. And then you recognizing your abilities to make choices. You can either make the same choice with money in, money out, or you're able to change that ish up and take purposeful action. Do something different. Come on, you got this. But I think the better question is, do you want it? 
All right, peeps, that's a wrap for now of the Money, Shame, Doubt, and Fear, oh my, series. I cannot wait to hear your reactions, your comments, your takeaways from listening, sharing this with others, and then the conversations that will spark from that. Don't leave me hanging. Tell me all about it. I'll put my IG handle in the description of the show so you can message me or you can leave a review as well. It's your time, your choice. Shout out to my second, third, and fourth month Unstuck Yourself with Crystal Simmons podcast supporters for supporting the show. It's allowing me to see what is possible and that whenever I'm willing to be open and vulnerable, I can then receive an abundance of support in many forms, whether that is messaging, whether that is calling, whether that's leaving a review, but also in the form of energy of money. So I'm thankful to be experiencing that and allowing each of you to come along for the ride from the very beginning. And if you're finding the show valuable and want to express that appreciation outside of sharing, rating, or writing a review of the podcast, because that is very valuable as well. And it is an exchange of energy. Money is just another form of energy exchange, which I am open to receiving. Just click on the show description and you will see a link to say, support this podcast and you get to decide. So here are the unstuck questions and gems that were dropped in this episode. Number one, The perceived power of shame, doubt, and fear may have slowed us down or gotten us stuck, but we can do hard things, one of which is unstucking ourselves. Number two, are you aware of where you want your money to go? Meaning, if you believe if you had more money, would you be able to save it? But how true is that if your habits stay the same as they are today? Number three, your skills are transferable. You just might need to remind yourself how dope you are. Number four, are you repeating the same patterns but changing the scenery? Are you thinking if you change the outside, the inside will follow? That's not how that works. We have to work inward. Number five, are you stuck on the belief of money in, money out? Number six, what value do you place on money? Number seven, what's your biggest fear about money? Number eight, what do you think money is for? And number nine, what do you consider is enough money for you? Don't forget to subscribe, like, share, rate, leave a review of this podcast to boost and highlight the work we are putting in together to raise the energy of others, building a safe space to grow and honor our voices and stories through it all. Oh, wait, don't forget to visit my website, crystalclearpurposes.com. Sending you love and light through this mic as you write your unstuck questions and gems to turn your actions into wins. Until then, y'all know what it is. Stay unstuck. Stay unstuck.